Welcome to another episode of the Indian Cycling Podcast brought to you by the Bike Affair. I'm your host Harsha and this is your co-host Gokul. We'll start introducing the listeners to a new format we have thought of for uh, the episode going forward. We are moving to fortnightly episodes from a weekly release. So we'll have our episodes coming out on uh, alternate Saturdays. This is not set in stone. We might do uh, some extra episodes for example next month during the a uh, tour of france and uh, we'll have a main topic we'll have some announcements and uh, additionally we'll have uh, one of the two which is uh, too embarrassed to ask we did a question last week and uh, we may also have something like a product review where we dive deep into maybe a bike or something like a saddle so we'll see how that goes Oh looks like you had part a podcast overtraining uh, Harsha <laughs> and you are planning your recoveries better so so that is good uh so i was thinking for this week's uh, main topic uh, we will uh, talk about the uh, tips around uh, training in monsoon uh, because monsoon is just on the edge of hitting uh, the south so i thought that is a good thing to talk about Uh, sounds like perfect timing let's go with that okay so primarily monsoons mean two things uh, rain, uh, rain and wind so the rain can make getting out for riding more difficult and the wind can make it tougher to ride outside so let's take these two aspects and look at how we can conquer them okay riding in the rains as we all know it can be tricky dangerous and it will also mean much more uh, uh, care for the bicycle so the first and easy way to avoid it is ju- is to just avoid riding in the rain so if you however i don't mean to say that you avoid training so you can do your training uh, rides indoors uh, on a, a trainer uh, and keep your uh, only thing is you may need to keep your plans a little bit flexible because uh, rains can be quite unpredictable and uh, uh, in the mornings or whenever you want to ride if you find it raining outside you may want to just quickly uh, hop onto the trainer and uh, complete your ride on that so in fact a trainer ride has got lot of uh, advantages in the sense that it is uh, it is significantly uh, uh, more time conso- uh, less time consuming and you can also have a much better quality of uh, workout because you don't have to deal with traffic uh, signals and so on so you could uh, track to your specific uh, power or uh, training zones much much closer and have the um, meet the training workout objectives very closely uh, of of course this is possible if you have a smart control trainer uh, with with which you can control and monitor the intensity by looking at your power values so the first thing that you should look at doing as soon as you get a smart control uh, trainer is to do a uh, ftp test uh, i think we have covered about ftp in the past but i'll just quickly uh, recap uh, ftp stands for functional threshold power it is the power that uh, a rider can generate continuously for about uh, uh, an hour the maximum power a rider can generate for about an hour so this is basically used to baseline yourself and calculate your zones so uh, so that it becomes uh, very important because all your workouts 
uh, will be uh, based on uh, baselined against your FTP and uh, 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 the intensity will be marked as a percentage of the FTP. So it is very important to get a accurate FTP test done. Uh, if you have about two hours, I would say focus on uh, what are called a sweet spot, sweet spot efforts. Uh, the sweet spots uh, are about uh, 80 to 90 percentage of your FTP uh, and these can be slightly longish intervals 20 to 40 minutes uh, with uh, recovery periods in between. If you have shorter uh, time say one to one and a half hours you could focus more on threshold workouts. Threshold is nothing but the FTP itself. Uh, so you can do 10 to 20 minute intervals around the FTP uh, and if you have even lesser time close to an hour you can do vo to max intervals uh, vo to max intervals are about three to five minutes long and they are about 105 to 110 percentage of your ftp and of course you could do sprints or intervals trainings as well which are much much higher and you generally for interval training you don't uh, really look at uh, a percentage of ftp you just go all out so uh, the length of the intervals are not cast in stone but you can use your ranges uh, appropriately and uh, uh, the way to progress would be to increase uh, the number of intervals, increase the duration of the intervals within the, uh, within the range I specified and also by reducing the uh, duration of the recovery periods. There are a lot of softwares like uh, Trainer Road, Sufferfest, Zwift which will also give you similar workouts or you can create your own workouts and uh, follow them using the apps of the corresponding uh, trainer that you have. If you are using a non-direct drive trainer in which the bicycle rear wheel rotates on the flywheel of the trainer, you are be better off buying a spare wheel as uh, switching the um, tires on the trainer uh, on the wheel is more time consuming than just switching a wheel itself. So the direct drive trainers don't need the rear wheel on the bike and are uh, much smoother and quieter. So the uh, so we were talking about the apps like Trainer Road, Sufferfest and Zwift, right? Mm. Now, as I understand it, these trainers, they, these apps effectively regulate mm. the speed of your back wheel or the resistance that your back wheel has to go through. Mm. So yes, you correct. can simulate going on hills, you can probably simulate uh, even downhill, maybe flats, everything basically. Correct. So uh, yes, you, you are absolutely right. Uh, the, the, however, each of those three that I talked about, Trainer Road, Sufferfest and Zwift, bring in a slightly different perspective. Mm -hmm. So the Zwift, uh, Zwift is probably closest to what you uh, ideally described. So in Zwift, what you do is uh, you are actually uh, riding in a virtual uh, uh, mm -hmm. region called Zwiftopia. So uh, so there are roads and you know terrains marked and uh, there are uphills and downhills Potholes. and potholes and there are <laughs> turns to take and uh, you get the draft effort effect if you are uh, coming behind a rider and so on and so forth. So that oh, even draft yes. So how do they simulate draft then? In the sense that when when, when you are approaching another rider and you are just behind the other rider, yeah. your 
your effort level oh, so based on the back wheel uh, resistance it simulates that also yes it simulates oh that's so cool yeah. i didn't know that yeah it is uh, it is absolute virtual reality I mean, mm-hmm. it's pure virtual reality maybe we'll one day have a hr series on swift yes we should we should we have, <laughs> i mean we should be. uh uh the the uh, the trainer road on the other hand uh, is uh, probably far more theoretical it is the closest that is there probably to an actual coach in the sense the trainer road just has a huge library of workouts you pick and choose of course depending on how you want to do it if you if you subscribe to a follow a training plan then it automatically assigns you uh, the workouts from the library on the different days or if you are just uh, uh, you know in the mood to find a ride you can uh, you can filter the workouts based on the uh, the the zones that i just described on the duration and you can find out the workouts and you can do the workouts and they have very specific workouts so it is just uh, it is just going to alter the um, the powers required uh, at the various levels and the intervals and you just go ahead and do it so it is much much less uh, visual uh, mm-hmm. trainer road and uh, probably far more theoretical um sufferfest uh, has a slightly different approach it kind of uh, uh, takes the uh, trainer road approach with regards to the workout intensity and modification but uh, what they do is they overlay that with a, a video from real life uh, some some past race or something like that and you have very nice catchy subscript uh, giving you very good motivation and stuff like that and you just ride by that so so each one is uh, uh, got a different approach to it uh, um in zo- terms of uh, motivation the one uh, i used to do use a lot of running apps and there was this running app where uh, it was like c to 10k c to half marathon that sort of thing but it was with zombies so mm. it was like they, they <laughs> when you put it on and they would say okay now we are going to drop you in a zombie land mm. and uh, instead of doing intervals they would say a zombie is coming at you run 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 <laughs> and, mm, yes. and then they would say okay the zombie just died you can take <laughs> take mm. it easy now <laughs> and then again, the zomb- yeah, a zombie is coming from your right so <laughs> run as much as possible to your left <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah I was just reminded of that mm-hmm. <laughs> that there will be Probably motivation they, they, for India they should replace it with dogs <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah dogs definitely yeah So yeah I mean uh, I I have used all of those three that I just described I I actually like all three um, mm. in fact uh, while I was uh, I have not done much of Zwift uh, I am more of a trainer road guy uh, uh so i have done a bit of software first as well uh, the uh, the one of the things really i liked about zwift was especially if you are in uh, the the erg mode uh, on the smart control trainers uh, zwift seems to handle it very smoothly when your power goes a little lower so i'll explain what is an erg mode mm-hmm. uh, so you say you are following a workout as per one of these uh, predefined uh, workouts and you are required to um, vary your intensity as time progresses so 
uh, you could have it in a standard mode wherein uh, the resistance stays s- static so imagine as if you were ri- uh, riding on a flat road so in order to generate more power you just go on to a higher gear or uh, spin faster or both to generate higher power so so that is standard mode now the erg mode is uh, imagine as if on you are on a climb mm-hmm. and you know it's a very steep climb and uh, it is set such that if you are just spinning at the at the most basic level you want that is what will keep you going mm-hmm. so it's like you no know, you can't really take your legs off uh, mm-hmm. the gas something like imagine sandra bullock uh, driving the uh, uh, bus in the speed so you can't really take your legs off the gas and yeah. you know it just sits on you and you you have to just keep grinding it mm-hmm. so in erg mode because the intensity level is so kind of on you you cannot just release at all it is uh, i find it uh, much more challenging both physically and mentally and uh, i f- i really love that and the uh, swift handles the smoothening when you when you are on uh, erg mode definitely uh, at times or probably towards later part of the workout you are going to have times when you are just not able to keep the power level and you take a break and when you are resuming it uh swift seems to smoothen out that uh, coming back to the power level much better than uh, if you are not using swift you if you are using erg mode and using trainer road or something like that i i found that to be really really nice uh, feature of swift which which i haven't heard other people talk about or mm-hmm. probably there is enough information about this as well but i am not a swift guy so i, I didn't know about that so uh, tell me something so there are th- this is something that is strange right i mean there are trainers mm. and then there is the training software mm. so how come nobody sort of went for a vertical integration here i mean uh, i think soul cycle has one but that's more like a stand alone this thing it's been 10 years since i'm out of software so <laughs> what is vertical integration <laughs> basically one guy i mean you have wahoo and cyclops and all these guys making the trainers uh-huh. but the software is with zwift uh-huh. i mean why didn't one of these guys just go and buy the other side cool so i guess the approach is all uh, the i i think the people are always continuously trying to do that in fact uh, if i am not wrong somebody acquired taxx tax was acquired by somebody i need to relook at that uh, to to kind of uh, give you heads up everybody is trying that for example if you buy wahoo wahoo does have its own so app taxx was uh, acquired uh, by garmin garmin so yeah so you, yeah they are trying it but garmin but garmin has oh so garmin has a software and uh, garmin have, has its garmin connect probably they will uh, come to they will connect it to this yeah. yeah maybe they'll just buy another company and it will become a single product and yeah, yeah. so i'm sure they are all doing that uh, they are all trying that but uh, uh, uh wahoo and most of the uh, trainers do have at least a basic uh, app which uh, w- with which you can do some basic stuff uh, uh 
suffer fest zwift and uh, trainer just take it to the next level but pretty much all of these uh, apps do have uh, all of these trainers do have free apps which allows you to do basic training no so it's not like you cannot do training without these apps but uh, they do make uh, uh, your um, workouts much better in fact uh, uh, if for example um say what i do is i use training peaks uh, which is a software where which is used to uh, plan your workouts so mm-hmm. uh so i use that to uh, to assign workouts to my athletes and then later analyze the workouts so in training peaks if you actually uh, set a workout and most of the softwares uh, at least zwift has this even trainer road has that you could uh, in zwift if you connect to zwift to your training peaks account you will see the workout that you are supposed to do on that day and mm-hmm. you could do yeah. it yeah okay uh, so you can set the um, you as a coach can set it and i as a uh, yeah you are you uh, no you uh, yeah you you could you may not even have a coach and you have set your workout see you yourself you are doing self coaching and you can still use training peaks and yourself but this your, is much better right i mean a coach yeah. doing it sounds correct obviously but what i am trying to say is yes that happens that is the primary purpose of mm-hmm. training peaks now as an athlete when you have your zwift account connected to training peaks account mm. when you connect to zwift it pulls in the workout from training peaks for oh. that day okay okay, okay. so uh, there is a small caveat which you may struggle with to figure out it will pull out only those workouts which are power based Mm-hmm. if it is not a power based workout if it is a rpe based or if it is a heart rate based workout it will not pull it through if it is a power based workout it will pull it through on to zwift and you can see today's workout mm-hmm. on tra- zwift similarly trainer road also what you could do is you could export the uh, the workout from training peaks and import it back into trainer road it doesn't have the smooth integration like uh, between zwift and training peaks but it is possible to do it in trainer road as well so and uh, what i was trying to tell was similarly uh, the wahoo if you are using uh, wahoo's computers and wahoo trainer you and you have your wahoo account connected to training peaks it can directly come so your workout from training peaks can be pulled in by wahoo but this is a little different from the way you described zwift right i mean you can go on hills and correct this, uh, this is like you know i'm answering your question as to uh, i i uh, rather i rephrase the question internally as in is my trainer useless if i don't have a subscription to a software yeah actually that is that, that is probably the more important part. it is not yeah. it is not, not. Uh, okay yeah. Yeah. Uh, though your life does become much more exciting uh, if if you, if you have a zwift subscription a zwift or a trainer road or a software subscription but in case you don't have and you have a coach probably the higher level ones or the people who are more focused to and who have a coach uh, if you have a Uh, I don't know whether it is possible through Garmin and other devices, but I have done it through Wahoo, wherein the training peaks uh, workout is pulled into Wahoo, and I can mm-hmm. uh, I can do that uh, on my Wahoo. I can see the workout on the Wahoo computer and do it on the Wahoo trainer. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So there is apparently something called Peloton, mm-hmm. which is uh, mainly indoor classes, but you have to buy their subscription and their bike. Yeah. Which is uh, basically an indoor bike. It's mm-hmm. you can't put your regular road cycle onto a trainer. It, this is like a stand. This is like an end-to-end system. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of these spin bikes, uh, studios yeah, and spin yeah. bikes. Yeah. Mm. So, at the bike affair, we have the Wahoo Pain Cave. Mm-hmm. I yes. did a short ride and the results were not great. I'm not going to give you the numbers. Okay, so when you say results, you are referring to your numbers. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, see, don't be disheartened by it. Uh, uh, like everything else, riding on the trainer is a little different. I mean, mm-hmm. It just takes a couple of rides. Like for example, the ERG mode that I talked about, almost everybody when they try it first time, they think that the the trainer is screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> we all think that something else is screwed up, but not us, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, because what happens is, uh, when you hit the ERG mode, you want to have that basic cadence high. If your cadence goes low, it is very difficult to sustain in that ERG mm-hmm. mode. So I think it's just a slightly different learning. You need to go through that phase for a couple of days. And that is why uh, things like this uh, pain cave, wherein you you have that uh, opportunity to try it for a few times before you, if you, before you decide whether it is something that you will enjoy, uh, makes it uh, easier to make that choice. Well, uh, so let's talk uh, grubby green money here. How much do these trainers cost? Okay, so the non-smart trainers start from somewhere around 10 to 13,000 to about uh, 25,000 uh, rupees. Uh, the, the smart control trainers uh, uh, start at around 33,000 and uh, go slightly above a lakh. Uh, usually the ones closer to a lakh are... Uh, uh, the direct drive trainers which for in which the you remove the wheel of uh, rear wheel of your bicycle and mount uh, the rear dropout uh, onto the cassette which is attached uh, to the yeah. trainer so basically just remove the wheel and attach it to the trainer correct so this is where i don't really get it i mean let us say you bought a 50k trainer mm-hmm. then you have to go and get another subscription for swift Mm-hmm. This is where I was saying that kind of integration will effectively say, you know what, buy this, you'll get six months subscription. Six months later, you know, you can start paying. Correct. So, in fact, Elite does that. Elite has mm-hmm. a, a app called My Training or something like that. And you get a one year subscription free with Elite purchase. So, is it any good? Actually, the online reviews are pretty bad, but I have used it personally and I don't find it uh, that worse. But... Uh, I can deal with boredom a lot on the bike, on the trainer. <laughs> I'm not sure many of you guys can do. I mean, for example, the fact that I like trainer road, which is just staring at a screen and number and just grinding that number. I, I don't mind that at all. So my e-training app, uh, in fact, my e-training app, however, does have some integrations with music and videos and stuff like that, which you could do. Uh, um, I don't think it is bad at all. So, mm-hmm. uh, for a one-year free subscription, my e-training app is pretty decent. Yeah, especially for a free subscription, you try it out. And the which one is this? E-training, my e-training. My e-training. My e-training. Okay. Uh, we can put the actual link in the yeah sure uh, notes. 
because that will be useful if someone is exploring this part yeah now uh, and uh, to be honest right all these uh, three softwares that i talked about everybody gives 15 days uh, of uh, free trial uh yeah. or in a non free softwares and there are a few free softwares as well uh though not that many uh there is one more thing the closest to zwift which is also paid is called ruvy or o u v y uh so there are quite a few softwares but uh, the 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 three most popular ones are zwift trainer roda and uh, sufferfest Mm-hmm. software first you also used to have the concept of just buying a video and i used to do that uh, so you, you just buy you instead of having a monthly subscription kind of thing you could just buy uh, individual videos uh-huh. okay yeah okay mm-hmm. so and uh, even if you don't uh, end up getting the subscription for software first i will at least uh, I request you to follow one of their videos they are made superbly and like some of the uh, some of the anagrams they use some of the text that comes on are really peculiar and mm-hmm. really done very well for example they have this it starts off with saying that uh, uh, their motto is uh, something like i will bust my ass today to kick yours tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and no they that is like iwb something something <laughs> <laughs> okay um so so the so this is about the trainers mm-hmm. and uh, let's say you are someone like me and i don't have a trainer mm-hmm. what do we do yeah i mean uh, you can ride in the rain so you just have to have a few more precautions and uh, preparations to do that so um, the first thing would be to get a, a a nice tire or replace the tire if yours is a little old and uh, um, get a wider tire if possible if you're check for the clearances on your road bike uh, if it can try to get the widest tire that you can put on it to, to get maximum grip uh, ensure that the brakes are working very well the brake pads are in great condition uh and see if you can install mud guards if you if you're not somebody if you feel that the mud guards are going to spoil the looks of your bike you can mm-hmm. use things like ass savers or fender benders which are uh pretty cool things which uh, are just uh, plastic pieces and uh, can be easily put on or removed in fact i saw somebody using a fender bender in jiro mm-hmm. so so they they're pretty uh, useful stuff and uh, in terms of the maintenance and uh, uh if you get a full mud guard and stuff not only that it uh, uh keeps your jerseys clean but also it keeps your bikes clean and uh, the maintenance required on the bike also significantly reduces mm-hmm. so so that is something you should consider and if you want to really put a uh, full mud guard full coverage mud guard and use wet weather loops uh, which are slightly more viscous and oily and will not get washed away in the rain too easily mm-hmm. uh, and also you need to spend that additional 5 to 10 minutes post the ride uh, wiping the frame uh, the chain and the rims dry after the after a wet ride so the important it is very very important to keep the rims dry and clean of grit because what happens is if sometimes the grit or small pieces of uh, sand are on the rim and as you brake they tend to get embedded on the brake pads and they over a period of time actually can spoil the rims mm-hmm. so you need to uh, 
get the brake pads and the rims cleaned post the ride so shall we move on to the wind uh, harsha one thing that always scares me about wind is sometimes there is a gust of wind mm-hmm. where you feel like you're pushed mm-hmm. like just a minor push which sort of rattles you mm-hmm. so i assume that will probably happen more as the rains come out of course uh, that's what happened with uh, chris from yeah, last week yeah, chris so yeah. uh, yes you keep your keep those hands on the bars mm. uh, there's nothing else you can do about it just keep those hands on the bars uh, and be prepared for that and uh, uh, of course there is something else slightly uh, which will uh, make that uh, process less uh, easier to handle is to uh, if you have a deep section rim take those off mm-hmm. okay but go to uh, go to a regular low profile rim rim so that because the deep section rims uh, are where the um, for aerodynamics uh, the rims are taller mm-hmm. so that allows you to cut through the wind uh, faster however the disadvantage is when there is crosswind they act like a sail mm-hmm. so uh, and uh, the the rear has got uh, rear wheel has got more control because your weight f- squarely sits on it um but the front can get easily dislodged mm-hmm. so so if you are uh, um if you are having uh, deep section rims it's probably a good idea to swap them to uh, lower profiles once now so with regards to headwinds i mean with regards to winds and headwinds uh, i would say i would split it into two parts the first part is being prepared uh, before you hit the road and uh, how you do that is uh, essentially try to get more aerodynamic uh, this could start with simple things like uh, uh, try to get uh, choose jerseys which are more form fitting or if you don't have try to get a few nice uh, race fit jerseys um, if you are buying a helmet and stuff like that try to buy a aero helmet um, and uh, look at those um, cables and see if they can be made a little bit more uh, um uh, no compact uh, and of course uh, see take the help of a bike fitter or uh, your friend and uh, uh, check out your uh, profile on a trainer and see if you can get any lower so obviously in order to get lower you will also need to work uh, off the bike on your lower back to and your core to be able to handle that more aggressive posture mm-hmm. so and once if you are able to do that you can lower the a uh, position of the handlebar by playing around with the stem uh, the spacers and the angle of the stem so so that those are the things which you can do before you get on to the bike and uh, once you get on to the bike and you are riding on the road it is more about being aware of what is happening mm-hmm. so do a little bit of research and you know wind directions generally is, uh, uh, are generally are uh, same up to a certain point in the season and then they change directions so you 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 will know which way is headwind going out and which way is tailwind going back mm-hmm. or crosswind so uh, talking to the locals and you know just riding that will give you an idea even if if you are not able to do that and if you are riding in a completely new segment uh, watch out for telltale signs headwind is difficult to miss 
uh, even if you are super strong it headwind is difficult to miss i don't think people will miss headwinds what you will miss is uh, crosswinds or tailwinds uh, so if it is a crosswind yeah, like if you see somebody who is having a deep section rim and uh, having difficulty wrestling with the with the handlebar you know it there is crosswind mm. uh, so and another thing is you could also use uh, uh, things which are uh, moving around like uh, say flags or some posters on the side of the road or the the leaves of trees and branches of trees uh, these are all uh, good uh, indicators in fact uh, i think i read in greg lemon's book uh, even a road kill can be a, a <laughs> indicator as to which direction the road is if you are able to smell the road kill before you see it you know it's headwind and uh, if you see it uh, after you cross it then it is tailwind and if you smell it but don't see it it is crosswind <laughs> so, yeah that's one of the tough parts to realize right where as the road keeps turning it's you're also not sure whether it's a headwind or a crosswind uh yes but i like i said i mean to an extent it will also come with experience you can you know those are probably some of the points wherein you can discuss with somebody some of your teammates and uh, experiences what will will take you there mm-hmm. uh, even if if they are not teammates it's a good point to discuss and see if the person if you are in a race and uh, you you want to figure out how tired the other person is probably mm-hmm. uh, throw yeah. question and you know <laughs> just a kid ah that tailwind is good no you will at least screw up his mind <laughs> yeah so yeah uh, one more thing about uh, riding in the wind is probably if when there is very heavy turbulence uh, you could look at uh, dropping the cadence a bit mm-hmm. because the the idea is that uh, a higher cadence causes more turbulence so uh, so you can drop your cadence a little bit when i'm saying a little bit i'm talking of in the tens uh, around 10 rpm so mm-hmm. if you if your natural cadence is around 90 to 95 drop it to 80 to 85 not below 80 still uh, in fact uh, you will find the, uh, that that uh, most uh, time trialers use this model mm-hmm. uh, they have typically cadence around 80s I, i think we talked about this in the very first episode uh, yeah. in, in the deep dive into cadence so but yeah typically even time trailers do that and time trailers are really just uh, uh, working against the wind in very high speeds so uh, that is about uh, the monsoons and uh, uh, ride safe but let uh, the rains not uh, spoil your training uh, we'll move on to the two embarrassed asks section um, we have a question from somna chaki from hyderabad so here it goes it's a pretty long one uh, so he says uh, he or rather he asks uh, how to be good at climbing what is the impact of weight stamina gear ratio etc what is a better way to climb high cadence or low cadence and he says that uh, i see that my cadence drops after the uh, after the middle of the climb so i'm going to take this one because uh, somnath i'm totally qualified i have a kvm that many people have tried to break and so far at least have failed so 
I generally do a high cadence approach mm-hmm. which Gokul generally uh, which Gokul has advocated in the past mm-hmm. um but uh, well I don't know people like Navin Jam say you should uh, be on the um, higher gear and focus on putting power every his his I think his uh, his, his sort of point was that where it's a very good time to build your uh, what do you say Power. Yeah, strength. Yeah, not power actually. Strength. You're right. Yeah, yeah. strength. You're right. Uh, right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably come back. Uh, I had a series of things which I can talk about. I'll come back. What else you wanted to say? Other than no, to, that, that is the sum total of my knowledge on this topic. You're, so, you're, yeah. you, you don't want to reveal all your secrets. Uh, no, I, this, this is really the sum total of my knowledge. <laughs> okay. So, See, the important thing is get in the uh, point that you have a KOM. That, that is the most important thing. Get that in. Yeah, I think it's, it's like deeply etched in everybody's <laughs> memories. <laughs> And it, every time you say that, it rubs on me because I haven't got a single KOM in my that life. Is, actually, that is the reward. That is all, this, all these technicalities. Ultimately, that is the reward. True. So, coming to my uh, answer, uh, climbs are primarily about power to weight ratio. So, uh, the higher the power and the lower the weight you have, the faster you are on a climb. However, like uh, what uh, NJ said, uh, it it does vary with the length and the gradient of the climb. So if it is a very short climb, then the pure watts numbers just peaks. You know, you just can power through that climb. Okay. However, if it is a long and sustained climb, then both power and weight matters. So if you are particularly preparing for an event and uh, you know uh, and uh, climbs is one of the uh interesting aspects or uh, challenges of that event uh, it m- makes more sense to understand and study the the race uh, uh, route and under, uh, and see what kind of uh, climbs are there if it is sustained very long climbs then you are going to have to work on uh, uh, losing a little bit of weight as well as uh, building the power so uh, whereas if it is going to be more uh, very short punchy climbs then focus primarily on the power numbers rather than too much on the weight provided you are already on a pretty good uh, so w- would run. you say movie towers is a longish climb no it's a short climb it's yes. a short climb yes yeah. i mean movie towers there are three the the longest one is around 1.9 mm. uh, but it is much milder it's around 4 percentage gradient mm. um, so the one from shankarpalli like, huh? the one from shankarpalli what do you think of that the Which one on the Shankarpalli side. That is a super short one. So that you is. Think that you think that's a short one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so yeah, anything about a kilometer is short. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anything more than uh, more than a couple of kilometers can be uh, is what I would uh, mm-hmm. call as a long climb. Of course, see, these are all in the range of five to four to seven percentage. If you are focusing uh, on losing weight, uh, I'm not going to cover that now. It is a huge topic and definitely one of the topics for our a future episode. We'll but losing weight is sort of part of it, I guess. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, while I won't delve into the topic, I do want to say that I, I had a chat with a, 
with a good friend and a great triathlete dr kaustub and he was talking about how he started uh, monitoring what he eats and that helped him uh, shed a lot of weight in fact i have started doing that uh, following one of the apps he recommended healthy fi me and uh, it it is a huge revelation okay. honestly speaking uh, you just don't understand you think everything is right mm-hmm. but when you just put everything down on a app and just see analyzed at the end of the day you know how many mistakes you are making so in essence it opens your eyes and shuts your mouth <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the training is definitely the most important aspect so it is very very important for you to figure out uh, a climb near your home ideally at least 500 meters uh, to 2 kilometers and if you are like nj and uh, the nandi is in your backyard all the better uh, um but uh, yeah anything about a kilometer or two is a fantastic climb uh, to have and i would say even if you have just one or two options you could still play around with it uh, so going back to what uh, navin uh, mentioned about building strength so how do you build strength on the same climb and how do you build uh, endurance on the same climb and how do you build explosiveness on the same climb everything can be done on the same climb mm-hmm. just by changing the approach the gear and the uh, the cadence or the style so if you want to build strength be seated and ride on a higher gear okay so uh, be seated yes that will be tough yeah that is how you build strength because when you stand you are putting an extra strength so yeah so you you are building strength so you're you, building. okay so yeah. just to give you uh, an analogy it is like lifting weight mm. right yeah you are climbing so you are lifting weight so the higher the weight is the higher the gear mm. right so if you see, if you are seated and if you are not using your body weight you are working primarily on those core quads and hamstrings and glutes so so being seated and riding when i please remember i am saying high gear not the highest gear mm. okay i mean don't be stupid enough to go on the highest gear if you are riding at a certain gear one or two cogs higher is what i mean by that mm. and you progressively build on that uh, if you are however just building for um, you know getting used to it ride at a gear which is comfortable to you and at the highest cadence possible and occasionally also do uh, uh, do get out of the saddle and try Uh, going all out uh, for us as long as you can i hear i am tired of hearing this that i am never going to race i why do i need to get out of the saddle and stuff like that uh, so one of the key things when you are looking at a long climb uh, any long climb will have switchbacks okay or hairpin bends so if you if you closely study the road design uh, you you will see that the switchback or the hairpin is designed such that the the inner part of the curve is shorter and far steeper mm-hmm. and the outer part is has got a lesser gradient and is longer mm-hmm. so you could save maybe 5 to 10 percentage of your overall time on the hill if you approach the switchbacks better Mm. so the aggressive way to handle a switchback is uh, just before the apex of the curve come to the middle of the curve 
and get out of this saddle and power through the curve mm. so you are almost on the other side of the road so you need to be very careful and watch out for traffic yeah so if you can do that and you just maintain that momentum in fact there is actually a dip on the road so if you can go to the to the outside and dive in and use that momentum and get out of the saddle and power through mm. you will gain so much time so t- believe me you will gain 5 to 10 percentage and you know and also it just uh, gives you a new breath of life i mean in you know, if you are just grinding that same gear and the same tempo it just clogs your mind but if you if you just can get out of that base tempo for even those 10 15 seconds mm-hmm. it just gives you a fresh uh, approach and takes your mind off and you have something else to think about and the pain is going to last lesser so right. mm-hmm. so so and you could do that only if you can, if you are comfortable getting out of the saddle so mm-hmm. that's very important uh and the last part is uh, definitely getting the gear ratios correct is important for this you need to understand the climb very well talk to people who have done those climbs in the past and figure out a, a cassette there is no use in going with 1123 at that point if you are mm-hmm. climbing kalahati yeah. you are just killing yourself or you are walking a lot right uh so if you don't if you don't have access to any hills say you are in chennai or some place like that you, uh you could still improve your climbing what i would suggest is uh, uh going back to what we discussed in the earlier part of the episode try those high power um, workouts on the trainer on the erg mode they they are very similar to hill climbs especially the sustained efforts so if you know that you are going to have roughly like one hour climb so you could just uh, put it at uh, that 80 90 percentage of your ftp or even 100 percentage of your ftp and see 100 ftp at one hour you must be superhuman mm-hmm. but <laughs> or your ftp is low <laughs> or i mean you, uh, the ftp calculated is lower than what it is actually but still uh, you could do that and uh, another typical question many or question or concern that many people have who have especially gotten onto cleats re- reasonably newly is that if what happens if i am not able to grind it through and i have to stop will i be able to cleat out back and how the hell do i cleat back in if i have to when i have to restart so for this the simplest thing is i would say is uh, Uh, very interestingly i was having a discussion with uh, navin this week and he was talking we were talking about brakes and carbon uh, rim brakes and how less effective they are and uh, navin was saying that these pros don't break at all mm. <laughs> and he was saying that in in his experiences in, in the international races they are going at such high speeds at 50 kilometers per hour and so on and they go through very narrow sections of the road in europe and uh, they are looking at uh, going through very very narrow spaces and uh, just to the side of it is a deep uh, trench down so if you just miss that line you are going to go down badly mm-hmm. and you you're saying that you 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 are in the peloton and you are thinking oh my god thanks there is going to be a relief now and there's going to the speed is going to drop mm-hmm. but he says nothing happens 
the speed just stays so so what it means is just you just need to think on the positive don't really think negative don't really uh, understand or don't really try to go too deep in what happens if this doesn't work out or that doesn't work out just spin at a uh, cadence you are comfortable with in a good uh, gear appropriate gear and stay positive and uh, your training will take you to the top so so that's it uh, uh, with regards to somnath's question i hope somnath is uh, uh, able to take something away from this and uh, he can uh, you know he can get better at climbing and so do so do the others so what is somnath's gift uh, somnath will get a box of uh, fast and up gels that's great somnath so reach out to the bike affair and you can collect the gift from there so that's it for today thanks for listening guys So as always uh, you can rate and review us if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts uh, and we are still looking for questions uh, uh, yeah. so do write to us uh, at uh, podcast@thebikeaffair.com for uh, and mention to embarrass to ask um, and uh, we will choose a lucky winner and uh, feature your question thank you thank you